Welcome to another Ember Weekend. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson. And today we're going to talk about a lot of the tips and tricks and resources we found on the internet. <laughs> uh, so our title uh, for our notes says resources and junk. Let's, let's really hope that doesn't become the title of this episode. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> so today we wanted to take a, a, a little bit of a different tack than we normally do and talk about resources. Uh, very frequently we... Uh, you know, we have questions about saying, like, where, where can I start learning Ember? What resources are useful and will be useful for me? And, and a lot of that has to do with the level that you're coming in at. So if you have a lot of JavaScript experience, I'll probably direct you to different resources than if you have very little JavaScript experience. And, uh, and you know, th- these kind of exceptions go on and on. Uh, so today we want to just take some time and list out some resources that I think are, are relevant in the, in the space. And then we're going to describe... You know, like the level that this is written to, it's written to either, you know, expert, intermediate, or beginner. And then just talk a little bit about each of these resources. We're, we're going to go through about 10 and all. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about this uh, just as a, as a kind of way to get a conversation started about what resources we can start recommending. Uh, and if people have suggestions, we can go from there. Axel Rushmeyer has a book out on LeanPub called Exploring ES6. It's a free book, and it's super in-depth. Uh, and it's great. I've read through it maybe a few chapters, and every time I find something that I didn't know. It's all about ES6 and ES2015 specifically, and uh, it's been, it was really cool, it's like super in-depth. I, I read the the sections on destructuring, and, and I had no idea how versatile, you know, like what features they were adding and how, how you can use them. Uh, some things are just absolutely wild, like the introdu- introduction of uh, pattern matching, super, super interesting. Practically speaking, I don't think I'll use that a lot in day-to-day stuff, but library authors are going to just love this stuff. Uh, you're going to be able to do very, very powerful things, and as soon as you know browsers kind of catch up and start implementing these features, we're going to get tons of stuff. Yeah, I was just looking at some of the things you can do with symbols now. It was really interesting. It was, it was first a little hard to wrap your head around the syntax, um, but once you do, uh, you kind of realize that there's, there's quite a lot of flexibility it gives you uh, to define uh, objects with arbitrary keys. And my initial thoughts with it were that it would allow you to actually just define private keys because the symbol is something that you could like hide in a closure right, somewhere. Yeah. Like you would have to have reference to the symbol in order to access the property in the object, right? Right. But the, the you actually can't hide it though because you end up with, uh, if somebody iterates over all the keys of an object, they would still see it. They would still see it. And then, but, they, oh, actually that's interesting because then they could get a reference to the symbol that right. they wouldn't have had just by looping over the keys. Uh, yeah, so uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about uh, about exploring ES6 is that uh, it kind of covers a lot of what ECMA 2015 is, uh, what it's supposed to do, its goals, uh, and it kind of goes through all that stuff before you even get into the meat of, of what's changed. And, uh, and I think this is really valuable to know how, uh, you know, TC39, which stands for Technical Committee 39, or ECMA Technical Committee 39, kind of goes through these things and how uh, the new versions of ECMAScript, uh, starting with ECMA 2016, are going to go through uh, phases. And the phases are uh, a sketch, a proposal, implementation, and then a standard. And at the end of each year, everyone that is in the final stage or the final phase will automatically get shipped with that version of ECMA. So I think this is kind of a really cool way to get fluidity in the the versioning of JavaScript. It's pretty cool. Robert Jackson has a gist uh, that lists a bunch of JS bins that he th- finds very useful for anybody from beginners to experts. He has each one of these things broken down into things like uh, you know routing or services or views, and uh, the majority of them are JS bins that he's created himself. 
uh, and you know he's on core and uh, and he has some super in-depth and, and rich understanding of how ember works so a lot of these these things they look so simple and elegant and it's really a great resource to look and start uh, digesting some code uh, in in kind of small increments uh, i've been watching this for a long time uh I don't think that uh, all of the the JS bins are currently up to date. I feel like uh, many of them, especially with uh, there, there's a whole section on views and how to use them. And uh, you know these the 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 first commit on this uh, this gist was in February of 2014. So you know views were were good then, and you know they're deprecated now. So you know some of these things are going to be applicable, and some of them are not. But it's a great place to look and see some really cool stuff. Luke Hoban has uh, written a GitHub repo that is basically just a README that has a bunch of uh, the ES6 features. So we're talking about ES6 again. Uh, and the, these, uh, these examples are uh, super interesting. They're very small snippets describing uh, behavior. Uh, it's just enough to kind of like look at it and, and understand it if you, if you have a deep understanding of JavaScript. Uh, and then give you enough, if you don't have that deep understanding, then it gives you enough to go and kind of research on your own. Uh, it's so good, in fact, that Babel's website features it uh, as its own tab so that you can kind of go through and say, hey, these are the features that we're implementing. And I think it's uh, it's kept up to date. Uh, I want to say it was 10 days since the last commit. So uh, it's definitely kept up to date. Uh, the level for this is intermediate. I would say uh, you definitely have to have a pretty decent understanding of JavaScript to get anything out of it. But if you're writing a lot of Ember CLI apps, Make sure to to take the, take a look at this and see what you can do in in and all of these all of almost all of the features that he mentions are already available in Babel. Jeffrey Biles runs Ember Screencasts that has great information for beginners all the way to experts. These are uh, short screencasts uh, similar to like Railscasts. Yeah, with with Ryan Bates, I think that uh, you know it, it has a varying skill cap, so it could be useful for the beginner and it could be useful for people who are who are looking for specific things. Very similar to Railscasts. And uh, there's 22 free episodes. You know, with 22 free episodes, I think you'll be able to get your feet wet enough to figure out if you think that, you know, going to a pro subscription is worth it. I kind of think it is. So I, it definitely has my endorsement. And, you know, uh, Chase and I uh, met Jeffrey at Wicked Good. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. We played a little bit of volleyball. A little bit of volleyball. R- ran into each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was a little bit of that. He's got a decent serve when I'm not running into him. I, I definitely need to, to, to brush up on my, my volleyball skill. To be fair, we were both wearing jeans. Trying to play volleyball. Yeah, and those dockyarders, they really know how to play. They like one of them was like what college pro. Yeah, or something they're like, they're oh, ringers. College oh. pro. That's not even a word. <laughs> play, played in college. Played in college. Yeah, yeah. You can you can tell I I learn I, I know the sports. <laughs> sports ball, hockey puck. Oh, that actually worked. Dang it. So there's a new screencast out uh, in the last couple of months by Kyle Davis from BuildLab.co. They're sort of intermediate level, and right now there's only three of them. Uh, but keep your eyes out for uh, new episodes. It looks like they're coming out pretty regularly. Yeah, you. I saw you watching one of these episodes earlier. Um, what was what was the episode you watched, and and what what was the topic it covered? It was called a deep dive into EmberJS routes and the routing lifecycle. So it really explains kind of one step at a time all of the hooks that get called in routes as your application is being spun up for a specific route. Right. Um, seems like it's uh, still pretty up to date. You know, obviously it was only made like uh, a month ago, so it's uh you know, good information. Cool. So is this, is this like uh so if this is going to go through all of them, is it going to also go through some of the private ones? Like, is this an expert level thing that maybe you should watch when you have a little bit more experience or is it something that you can kind of dive into as at any level? No, I mean, this is, um, it's more intermediate than, than beginner, but it's not, uh, it's not advanced. Uh, okay. it's all things you're going to use in your everyday, you know, Ember app. 
Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely excited about that. I definitely want to see where that where where that goes. Um, you said it's it's new within the last uh, what month or so. Yeah, it's hard to tell the exact release date, but the first one says it was out two months ago. Cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. So a company that I don't know how to pronounce, uh, U- UX Ebu, you you Uzibo Uxibu. What's your What's your take on that? On that? I, I think it's Uxibu. Uxibu. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's a cool name. Uh, they released a uh, website called ES6 Katas, and uh, you know we're focusing pretty heavy on ES6 because it's it's very integral to Ember CLI. And these ES6 katas, um, they're they they remind me a lot of uh, Ruby cones. If anyone has done that, they're awesome little TDD driven uh, examples. Like you you get confronted with some code, and then a bunch of tests that describe the code, and then you have to fix the code such that it it, it makes the test pass. And there's many of them, a, a whole like like I want to say like thirty or more. Uh, and each kata is like just. Describing very small behaviors, like uh, one of the easy ones that I did this morning, it, they're actually listed as easy, uh, was like, you know, if you have one param, you don't need uh, you don't need prens or, uh, when you're doing a fat rocket, things like that. And if you have two params, you need a fat rocket. Or if you return an object literal from a fat rocketed function, you have to wrap the object literal in a paren. Uh, things like that, just like the kind of like the nitty gritty and in, in every and everyday kind of uses. Uh, but it gives you like it's a very test driven, like experience driven kind of way to do it, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. Of, I, I I did like two or three of them right before we uh, we started recording, and just a lot of fun. I don't know. Did you get a chance to look at this, Chase? Yeah, I looked at it. and I, I really like uh, like the layout of the the actual uh, the Kata site. Um, it's very it's very retro gaming kind of feel. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, awesome. It reminds me of like a skill map. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. <laughs> Yeah, you level up this way. I guess that's weird. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the actual uh, the bin that they have the TDD bin. Um, it's 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 really it's really nice. I mean, it's obviously you know made just for this. Um, the same same company made uh, TDD bin, um, but it's it's a really nice way of like kind of customizing it and making it you know making this experience of learning. You know, you don't have to learn a bunch of other things. You don't have to deal with you know JS bin can sometimes be a pain. Um, so it's it's yeah. a really nice experience. Yeah, I totally agree. And as far as the level is concerned of, you know, when you should approach this kind of thing, uh, it's kind of beginner to expert. Uh, If you're going to be doing a lot of uh, JavaScript, especially inside of the Ember ecosystem, uh, you can you can dive in here pretty quick and uh, and get going. So uh, and and if you want to do some really complicated, uh, advanced ES6 features, there's some expert level ones in there, too. So it's kind of it ranges the whole game, but it's definitely fun to look at, even if you're a beginner. Uh, And as far as freshness is concerned, uh, very recently, ECMA 2015 was was codified, and uh, and I think this is all conform. This all conforms to that, so it's uh, it's about as fresh as you can be. Wayne Williams releases Ember Weekly, uh, weekly, and sometimes we actually make it uh, to Ember Weekly, so you've probably seen us on there. Uh, if you're not subscribed, uh, definitely do it. It's it's a really good uh, resource. Uh, you get a lot of information, you know, every week. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this is very much in the the flavor of uh, Peter Cooper's Ruby Weekly. It actually lists that as in a primary inspiration. And you can see it too, right? Not only is it uh, is it this awesome list of curated content, it's super regular, always on time, great content. You know, it's, it's got to be a lot of work. I know I know that, uh, that it, it takes a lot of time to start curating things like that. It's awesome. And, it, you know, as a bonus, you know, you get to, you get to find out about cool podcasts like uh, Ember Weekend, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's my favorite resource uh, in in the Amber world. Uh, I, I I every week I go through the entire thing. It's it's like Monday morning happiness. Yeah, and at the bottom of the the list, there's actually a, a there's a section of events. And a lot of times I get on there and I I don't realize that I'm going to be in a city uh, when an event is happening. 
uh, because I don't typically follow that information. Um, and sometimes we find out things are happening kind of like right near our doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a really cool place to get to not, not, not only information about blogs and stuff, but also, yeah, things like meetups. And I think, I think it does occasionally does like a job section maybe. Um, so it's not a bad place if you're looking. So yeah, check it out and, uh, subscribe to the list. So it's no surprise that Adolfo Bulis uh, showed up in our list here of, of resources. Uh, we we he's a favorite of our podcast. And this time we're talking about his book, which we've mentioned in the past. But his book is called Ember CLI One Hundred and One, and it's really really interesting. It's great. It's a great read if you're trying to get up to speed in Ember CLI. It's one of the, the only Ember CLI uh, ex- like this this focused Ember CLI books, and uh, and it's updated quite frequently. I would say this ranges from beginner to expert. I think that you will get, you'll definitely get value, and this this is kind of how you would get from beginner to expert uh, with Ember CLI. Yeah, and it's it's really, I mean, I get, I give him a lot of credit for keeping a book like this, you know, as extensive as up to date, uh, knowing how much he's on the road, constantly, you know, constantly moving around, going to conferences and things. Yeah, well, uh, and how and how fast Ember moves, you know, obviously that's Ember CLI. I think this came out in like one or zero uh, zero three five, I want to say, like before they even hit a one zero release. Yeah, it's it's a it's an impressive work. So very very cool. Highly recommend. Another good resource, uh, especially if you're a Rails developer, is from Rails to Ember by Chris Ball, who we also met at Wicked Good Ember. Uh, this is a resource that's good for you know intermediate developers and obviously uh, developers that have at least some Rails experience. It seems to be updated every couple weeks. So, you know, keep checking back in for more information. Yeah, I think this is really big. Uh, you know, coming from a Rails background myself. Having having this resource when I first started looking into Ember would have been amazing. Uh, there, there's a lot of things where it's like, here's how to kind of transition gently your mental models from Rails into Ember. You know, it, with titles like the last two articles, uh, you don't need CoffeeScript, even though several of the articles were written in CoffeeScript in order to kind of help, because CoffeeScript is, uh, is default Rails. Uh, and then... You know, one of them is like, it's okay to suck at JavaScript. Like, these are just funny titles, but, it, you know, like, if you're looking as a, as a Rails developer with very limited JavaScript experience, switching and, in, in, in like, and having that uh, be, like, the, the vantage point is really advantageous. It's, it's, it, can be, it can be discouraging to kind of, like, let go of this nice, comfortable ecosystem of Rails uh, and go to this new ecosystem. And this is a kind of a cool way to, to think about it. And I think there's a lot of Rails developers who are t- starting to look very seriously at Ember, um, you know, the Ruby community in general has been, you know, really big in the Ember space. So I think this is a really cool resource and, uh, and you should definitely check it out. Yeah. And the articles aren't too long. I mean, you can, you can read through one in like 10 minutes. Um, so you can go through all of them pretty quickly. Uh, and there's new content every couple of weeks. So uh, it's a good resource to keep, you know, make sure you keep checking in on. Ember Observer by Katie Gangler, Phil Gangler, and Lewis Simmons. Uh, it's this is this is an awesome resource uh, to go when you're looking for an add-on. So as you start developing an Ember CLI, you're very frequently going to come into problems that probably have already been solved. This is similar to Ruby, where you would look for a gem, and it's organized by uh, by the category rather than um, something like uh, what's the newest, what's the hottest, what's the most popular. Um, these are all really kind of like uh, objectively, you know, categorized by you know the quality, uh, the tests, how active the you know, development is. It's actually hand curated into these categories, right? Yeah, so it's hand curated, in, so it's like the Ruby toolbox where it's hand curated into uh, buckets. So, like, I need to look at authentication. That would be it would be tagged with authentication. So you can look th- for things that are relevant to you right now, like, oh, I need to build authentication, or I need to, uh, you know, validate this form, um, and and then and then the tools, the automated tools, come in and, and tell you the health of the project. Uh, it's pretty cool. 
The best part is uh, I, I, I haven't looked at the site in a little while, and I'm just now looking at it, and uh, the components section is just blowing up, which is amazing because that's what the components are there for, you know? Like, right. And seeing how many components are now being, you know, because Ember CLI provides a great way to get these components into your application, and so now uh, hopefully we'll be able to just go here and, you know, have this library of cool, you know, add-ons uh, or component add-ons. Yeah, I used this in my uh, my production application uh, to like this week to to find a good modal solution, and I ended up going with uh, Ember Modal Dialog um, by uh, Yap Labs, and that's been great. Um, so being able to just have a quick place to look for things that you need, it's been excellent. And another great resource for add-ons is uh, Ember Add-ons by Giovanni Colazzo. And Ember Add-ons is structured a little different. Um, it kind of takes the approach of uh, kind of showing you the most recent things with a just really good search feature. Uh, and it actually recently integrated the score from Ember Observer. Um, so now you kind of get to see some quality score uh, for the things you're seeing. Yeah, this is another cool resource to kind of come in and, and do a quick search. And uh, and like you'll say, you know, green, 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 red. You'll be like, oh. I'm going to hit the first green one, you know, let me, let me, you know, it's a, it's a nice way to kind of like quickly get the observer scores. Um, when you don't, when you're not looking for broad categories, when you know a very specific thing that you're looking for and you know, the, the observer scores are, are relevant to most applications, but not all applications. So, you know, sometimes you just need to search the add on. So I, I just realized that, uh, Ember observer actually added a whip flag for, for the score. So you can have it. So you, so initial add ons don't have like a really low score automatically so they have like a score of whip a uh, score of whip that's cool i, I didn't know that. yeah so it's, i'm gonna have like a permanent score of whip yeah i was just about to say is there a way that we can just automatically trigger that it's like <laughs> i'm perma whip yeah so that's another that's another thing that you definitely want to bookmark that's it for our uh our resource recap we're probably going to do this uh you know again in a, in a few months just to kind of uh, give you a new take on like some new stuff that comes out uh, but this is a really good place to start uh, if you look in these places, this will get you uh, pretty far and uh, and maybe set you in the right direction. If you have any uh, feedback or, or comments or concerns, let us know, and uh, and we'll be sure to incorporate it next time we do a resource recap. Another part that I'm sure you're all waiting for, uh, we have selected a winner for the t-shirt giveaway based off the retweets from last week's episode. They're, they're only in anticipation if they don't follow us on Twitter. Because right. I, did post the, I did post the results of this already. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt in your brain so i, Anyways, I guess they don't uh, actually you, you, we need a drum roll hold on hold on drum roll cue drum roll henning Glattergots. yay pew, pew 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 so chase is not gonna add the drum roll and i'm gonna look really dumb there and that's all for this ember weekend i'm chase mccarthy and i'm jonathan jackson and we'll talk to you next weekend stop in the recording 